Chapter 8 Dark Okay, shadow birds, the dream keeper, lima bears, they're all out tonight. Little Yolandi stands in a panting huddle, setting the scene. She and her friends have sprinted from the village this night to play beneath the full moon. No flashlights, no noisemakers, no city things, nothing from the city allowed. Those are the rules. More than one kid is not completely comfortable with this. In the dark? A voice says weakly, pointing to the full moon. Dark? Yolandi is offended, highly unimpressed. Okay, she continues. You can be Biclops. A boy nods his head, accepting the title. You can be the serpent god. Another accepts. And you're God Gary. I don't want to be God Gary. Well, you are, Yolandi tells him. And I'm Goddess Are's mortal form. She passes her eyes around the circle, making sure everyone's following. The dark spirits are after me, and we have to make it to the Ascension Temple before they do. You have to protect me. Slowly, dramatically, Yolandi turns her face from the ring of guardians, settling her eyes on the distant mountains. Her voice carrying the same dramatic tone. The temple rests atop the tallest peak. The dark spirits will stop at nothing. We must leave now. The mountains? Are you serious? That'll take days. Yolandi's trusted protectors exchange concerned looks. Already, dissension in her ranks. Warrior god Biclops, wise serpent lord, will you not protect me? Her sails remain full, but the anchor isn't budging. Dang, Yolandi, why do you have to be so weird? Yolandi swings her attention to the sky. Something's there. It's a shadow bird. A wing-shaped cloud drifts before the moon. They've discovered me. The other kids shake their heads and turn away. We're going back to the village. This is stupid. You're stupid, she snaps. You're stupid and city-spoiled and weak. She continues to yell as they walk away. Pubic elks, a bunch of baboons, all of you. Yolandi has more to say, plenty, but no time. She's been spotted. The shadow bird is descending. Wild white hair blows behind like a comet trail as she sprints across the landscape. Swiftly, quickly, her heart beating in flutters, she bounds over rocks and flows atop the ground like water. Mid-stride, she throws a quick look back. The shadow bird is on her. Talon's out. Yolandi, the mortal form of goddess Are, stops in her tracks, pivots, and turns to face the enemy. She raises her lunar bracelet to the sky, charging its power by the full moon's light. Behold! She takes aim, targeting a line to the shadow bird. Its dark wings enfold her. Air rushes cold atop her skin. The jewel of her bracelet glows yellow. Moonlight condenses and explodes forth, a shining acid eating the bird's breast. 
The spirit shrieks as its body is dissolved. Shadowed flecks scatter and vanish. Hot ash drifts, disappears. One down. A second cloud approaches the moon, and another behind it. They're everywhere, the goddess exclaims. The first was but a scout. An entire murder is now upon her. Their numbers blacken the sky, stealing the source of her bracelet's power. Oh no! She fires a last moonbeam, spending what energy's left. Her target explodes, scattered through the multitude arriving behind. Yolandi has no choice, keeps running. Full speed within two strides, the young goddess is nimble, taking terrain like a tumble course, leaping, spinning, barely avoiding the swipe of one sharp claw and the next. You'll never get me, she brags to the spirits. I have no fear of you. Bold words spoken too soon. A shadowed talon wisps through her hair, uncomfortably close. Another grazes her clothes, catching. A quick spin and she's free. They're too fast, too many, and the next finds its mark. A talon clips the goddess's shoulder, splitting the skin. Yolandi screams out, stumbling, breaking stride. She gathers herself, much haste. Up again, full sprint. Her heart beats faster, helping the dark chemicals along. Within short moments, they've taken hold. Yolandi slows, each step now forced. She lowers to a crawl as the birds relax above. Confident in their kill, they circle and wait, allowing the victim private moments to experience their poison. Shadow birds enjoy their meat sweetened, and the mortal form of goddess Are will spend her last minutes becoming this for them. On her back, Yolandi blinks up to the sinister mosaic. A morbid mobile suspended over a deathbed, the shadows dance closer and closer, descending upon her helpless body. Thickening as they come, the many turn to one, a single cloud blanketing the night sky. Little Yolandi feels her breath begin to leave, lessening her temperature to a lifeless degree. Her fate is only to be accepted now. She's reached the end. Her dying words are a promise to goddess Are. In my next life, she swears, I will try again and then again until I reach the temple and you are given back to yourself, until the story is complete. And Yolandi lets her eyes go shut. It's peaceful here. As her ghost gathers, readying to move on, the world turns calm and the sadness comes easy. The full moon weeps quietly for her. One teardrop and then another trace lightly from the sky, landing on Yolandi's cheek and sliding away, twice cried. The sorrow builds and more tears fall. Like a lot. Yolandi wipes her face, starting to get pretty wet now. Rainwater all inside her eyes. She opens her mouth. A few drops thump her tongue. It feels neat. Crazy angel! She's being called. Louder. Crazy angel! Her final ascension has come. Yolandi! She opens her eyes, 
wipes the rain away and gives a grin. Are you okay? A widening smile answers. Yes. Worry's now relieved. Her grandfather smiles back. He extends a hand. Yolandi pulls herself up. Raindrops continue fat and scattered, the preface of a true storm. So who were you tonight, he asks. Goddess Are's mortal form. I didn't make it to the temple. Shadow birds found me first. They're a nasty bunch, though you're a very lucky girl to get to see such special things. Shadow birds don't show themselves to just anyone. Yolandi takes a moment to consider this, gives a shrug. Maybe, she replies. Maybe, maybe. He picks little Yolandi up and hoists her onto his shoulders, adding, This rain is about to turn serious, Angel. No maybe about that. We need to be getting home. It's a full moon tonight, she reminds him. Are will protect us. Plus, I like the rain. Yolandi spends a silent moment. And I don't want to go home. Another pause. Ever. Her saddle sinks just a bit. Do we have to? The old man walks. A quiet minute passes. Rain comes heavier. Grandfather? Yolandi's words touch warmly in his ear. Please? Can we sleep outside tonight? The storm cave? Please? Another quiet minute. Yolandi's posture deflates, giving up. He shuffles her back, higher this time, steady, and changes course. Yay! Lightning cracks blue-green through the clouds. Rain begins in earnest as they make their way to the cave. On the upper foothills near the base of the range, they dry themselves by firelight. Relentless, this night's storm is a special one. They watch from the cave. Clouds catch fire and pull apart like flower petals, little wishes of a night sky flirting with its earth. The display is magical. Behind it all, blinking in and out of sight, the full moon sits serene, watching the show along with them. Yolandi observes the view with a child's wonder, lost in the world's bigness. Her conversation comes in large questions, answers her small hands cannot yet hold. And blessedly so, thinks her grandfather. She asks about the purpose, why they're coming to her people, giving them things. She thinks the new clinic is ugly. The trailer homes look like coffins and canned hams. T-shirts and pants are clown clothes, says the girl in furs. What's wrong with how we dress, she wants to know. What's wrong with sleeping outside? Our people don't even build campfires anymore. Where are we going to tell our stories? Her grandfather's sentiments come two-sided. Proud of the young spirit asking these things, yet scared for her future. He agrees with his granddaughter, but tempers his concurrence. 
offering only thoughts that may help her to find a happiness within the change. There are no right answers, no one-way wisdom here. Why doesn't R.A. just stop them? Gloriously matter-of-fact. Why doesn't Biclops come and help us, beat them up, and give all their clothes back? In his own way, in a language more refined, her grandfather's heart continues to ask these questions. How could his gods allow this? No reply. Never a reply. Their lack of answer is a rough hole through his aging soul. In the shelter of the cave where their ancestors and theirs before them sat the same, Ilandi and her grandfather stare into a sky older than memory. They watch the storm as it flashes above, bright blue and violent, hinting at a greater one to come. Maybe, after all, there is an answer.